Uno, dos, tres. R.I.P. to the competition. I heard that that's coming for you. I heard that that's coming for you. I heard that that's coming for Hello, 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 and welcome to Threes of Crowd Radio. I'm your floor, General Ray Jones. I got my go-to girl, Kelsey Nelson, in the house. What's up, what's up? And guess who's back today? We got James Hippolyte, big man James. Talk to him. Hey, 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 I'm back. What's good? <laughs> they miss your voice, man. They asked about you all weekend. They did. He blessed us, you guys. I love you guys. What's up? <laughs> we got here early today, too. Well, we had a lot of Four things one. going on this weekend uh, in football. But first, I want to touch on Cam Newton and his mom writing the letter, complaining about him dabbing on them fools. Go ahead, Kelsey. Let's talk about the letter. All right, so obviously everybody should know about this letter from this wonderful mom. Uh, you know, she thinks she's a, I guess, perfect citizen. But anyways, she decided to write a letter to Mr. Newton because of the dance he did. So I want to say the controversial part of the letter. So she wrote, because of where we sat, we had a close-up view of your conduct in the fourth quarter. The chest puffs, period. The pelvic thrusts, period. And the arrogant struts and the in-your-face taunting of both the Titan players and fans. We saw it all. So, I mean, what do y'all think about that? She really broke it down and basically made it look, I think, worse than it was. It, it doesn't make sense to me because her daughter's at least nine years old talking about she's been to her first football game. But I'm saying, like, come on, let's get serious. Like, she listens to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift does us all these booty dances and body suits <laughs> and pelvic thrusts. And nothing. Wearing nothing. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty upset about the letter. Um, she yeah. says instead of her wa- them watching Cam, she told her daughter to pay attention to the cheerleaders. Meanwhile, the mm-hmm. cheerleaders were in Daisy Dude shorts, yeah. dancing. Clap us to the front, 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 front. Pelvic thrusting, of course. A lot of shaking. it. Shaking. I mean, granted, I have no problem with chilling. But if don't. you're going to say you'd no, rather them look at that versus Cam Newton doing a popular kids dance that's popular right mm-hmm. now, everybody's doing it. If you're not dabbing on them fools, then you're, not, you're out the loop. So I think it's a generational thing. She might be a little older. She doesn't know that's a cool thing to do. But her daughter probably learned something. She probably took it to school, and now she's dabbing on them fools at school when she get an A on her grade. So what and, is she, a senior uh, citizen mom? <laughs> <laughs> what got me, I think, too, is like she's basically saying he's not a role model just because he danced. And then she said it brought out behavior in the stands. When your team scores, you dance. You're excited. You're cheering. It's a football game. You're supposed to have fun. And, of course, he's supposed to celebrate. That's, like, what I look forward to when, you're, when your person scores. And, I mean, he like you said, he did a popular dance that the girl probably already known. And if she did it, I'm sorry she's late, but she probably would have found it anyways. But I don't think we have a problem with it. And I think my issue was, like, you have somebody like Aaron Rodgers. Let's go back to that when he did the dance. Um, that's now in the State Farm commercial, the discount double-check dance that, you know, was able to brand off of and make money from. But when Cam Newton does a dance, it's like people are acting like it's the end of the world. Like, we we haven't seen this. And I mean, touchdown celebrations are, I think, part for me, the funnest part of the game. I mean, you look forward to that. Matter of fact, new dance trends are sometimes started from what the football players do in the state and, you know, on the field. So I feel like what she did just took it way out of context. And we're not remembering who Cam is as a person and what he does, not only on the field, but off the field. He's an MVP on and off the field. And that's what I'm going to say for Mr. Newton. I want to also add to that. When you say NFL touchdown dances, is it better for him to do like Tom Brady and go headbutt another, another teammate, another player, get a concussion? So I think it's a much safer route for him to, you know, dab on them fools versus going ahead but his teammate, jumping up in the air, spraining the ankle, anything like that. So to me, I think she has a major issue as far as her, her being disconnected from the youth these days. But I do have to add, um, in Charlotte, and I lived in Charlotte in 2013, what Cam has done for the whole city as a whole has been tremendous. And so many of the residents there know that. And not even that, the NFL highlights Cam because of what he does out in the community. Let's focus on, you know, him always talking to fans after the game, always giving the ball. And you guys know they have to pay for every 
ball they give away. It's not the cheapest. And yes, Cam makes money, but he is a great person on and off the field. And I think that's what we need to focus on instead of a fun dance trend that he decided to do on the field. There's so many other big stories in sports, but us focusing on that, I just don't, why are we even giving her relevance? I and just I think, feel like it's not worth it. I think it. that's my other issue with it, with her saying he's no longer a role model or he's not a role model. Right. Like, he does a lot in the community. Like you said, he exactly. hands a touch to, uh, excuse me, a football to a kid after every score. Like, that's huge for kids. Mm-hmm. He does the commercials, NFL 360, Play 60, I'm assuming, excuse me, NFL Play 60 with the kids, getting the kids to be active. Like, he is a role model. He's a Superman for them. He does Superman when he uh, scores a touchdown, gives out the footballs. Kids look up to things like that. They say, you know what, I want to be like him when I grow up. Them dancing, that's just a fun thing to do. That's another thing to, right. connect, to connect him with the kids. I don't understand what her big issue is. I don't get it. She has too much time. Let's just leave it. She has James too much time to complain. It's, it's over. <laughs> but, but speaking of Cam, let's talk about how Cam, you know, is changing as a quarterback into the realm of these great quarterbacks now as he doesn't have as much wide receivers that we know or, or have names and he's doing so good to put them on the map. Especially with Kelvin Benjamin being injured in the beginning of the season. Ted right. Ginn is your number one receiver. Like, that's not something you would think that he would have a great MVP season. Man. Right. And so now you see that him – changing into the realm of, you know, being these great quarterbacks who put these players in, in the right positions for them to succeed, you know? So we got to put them as, as a candidate for MVP this year. And speaking of quarterbacks, um, this Sunday when my elite Baltimore Ravens played the St. Louis Rams, there was a big defining moment uh, in the fourth quarter of the game, and that is when the Rams quarterback, Case Keenum, was knocked to the ground hard by my Ravens defense and was not tested for concussion protocol. So obviously people had a problem with this because his next two drives were horrible. In the last drive, he fumbled, and that gave my Ravens the ball, and ultimately we won that game 16-13 to on a Justin Tucker field goal. But obviously this brought back up the whole point about concussion protocol and what were the Rams right to keep him on the field even though he was visibly shaken after the play and we could see his head hit the turf. What do you all think? Honestly, I think they had no choice because they damn sure didn't want to put Nick Foles back in the game. Yeah, and Nick Foles was warming up on the sideline. I will point that and out. As soon as the coach saw Nick Foles warming up, they was like, no, we got to risk it all. Aww, let's <laughs> let's let like Foles Keenum go back out there because we cannot put Nick Foles in. Ask them Philadelphia Eagles fans about Nick Foles. I mean, just listen to this. So according to NFL.com, he immediately held his head and then struggled to stand up when a teammate helped him up. I mean, just hearing that, describing that, even if you didn't watch the game, obviously something is wrong. And when does a player's safety come before winning a game? Because let's be for real, both teams, I mean, the Rams are a better team I mean, than the Ravens, Nick yes. Foles as your and backup. it was a big game. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, where does this put the NFL? How does it make the NFL look when concussions obviously are a huge thing? Let's, not, let's remember, Will Smith is having this whole movie come out about coming concussions. Out Christmas. Um, Christmas. I mean, where, where does this look? And it's happening right now. I'm sure Will Smith is probably like, yep, that's why my movie's coming out. <laughs> I wonder how the team is going to be penalized for this because like you said it was clear that he had a concussion and the protocol was not followed properly so I wonder are they going to find the team are they going to find the coach are they going to find the training staff like who does it go to at this point like who's who's at fault because honestly the coach only knows who the training staff says is available he can't really determine who can play who can't play he just wants a body out there so is this fall on the training staff like who does it fall or on? is That's it the my coach, question. Uh, it falls on the coach so the coach misses the last call it's, it falls on the coach no matter what I mean you the one who directs the the, the the player and you're the one who tells the doctor what's going on you ask for the information but a lot of times though the coach is just worried about the game all he knows is okay my quarterback's up he's mm-hmm. ready go because his job's on the line yeah too. so he, he's not worried about oh is he okay like is he still hurt blah 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 he just knows once he got his helmet back in his hand he's ready to go I need a body go out there you're not going to put the, the game on the line in the doctor's hands it's never going to 
to happen. I mean, and so the NFL's senior vice president, Jeff Miller, said this. We don't expect this to happen a lot, but the athletic trainer is now empowered to stop the game if necessary to give the player the attention he needs. So they said this, but we did not see this in the game. And obviously, it's probably like a reaction response. But, I mean, just seeing that and I think just the future of the game, it's really in jeopardy seeing that because obviously what happened after just completely showed that something was not right with his head and that he should have went off the field. Yes, Nick Foles might not have been the greatest, but at the same time, I mean, this is somebody's health that's in your hands. And players are athletes, but they're also humans that also need to be, you know, looking out for it. That's why they have insurance. Let's pull out the numbers. Okay, athletic trainer, eh, empowered. He makes about $70,000, $90,000 a year. Eh, coach makes about $5 million. Eh, I don't know. I'm going to go with the coach. It's, the protocol is, is biased, guys. Like yeah, that. but he's empowered, though. The training staff is empowered. Yeah, and, on paper. And, on paper, he's empowered. Uh, I yeah. get your point. Because you don't want to frustrate the coach, but at the same time, it, it goes both ways. Like I, like I said, I want to see who gets penalized for this, like who's going to be held accountable for this, because this is definitely a major thing. It was on a, a TV game, of course, so a lot of people were watching the mm-hmm. game, and it just, it just was really bad for the team. And speaking also in this game, there was another big injury. So also for my Baltimore Ravens, our elite quarterback, Mr. Joe Flacco, went down right before the game ended, tore both his ACL Did she say elite? and his MCL. How in the game, and hours. now Joe Flacco is Raven, out for Raven's the season. And now we have Matt Schaub as our starting this quarterback. Is not the Ravens corner but show. also in the Ravens game, our top running back, Justin Forsett, broke his arm. I mean, injury prone game. I mean, your season's been over anyway, so no, I don't it know hasn't. why it's um, um, last, a big deal. It's been a back. The last games that we lost, we've lost by a total of 32 points. Okay, so we lost, come very close. But still lost. We just haven't oh, been close on the winning side. Oh, close, but no cigar. It doesn't matter. Ma'am, you you're 3-7. and seven. Leave my Ravens alone. <laughs> Man, leave my Ravens alone. Just but like Ray said. Three I will say, and seven. y'all keep picking on me, but it's okay. You need Ray Ravens Nation. Ravens Nation stays strong. Go get Ray Rice back. Uh, that's ah. not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I do find it like some really bad luck that you guys lost Steve Smith for the season. Yes, top receiver. Top running Joe, back It's a quarterback. I mean, can it get any worse? I don't know why Ray, we're cursed. I really don't know why and we're And Ray cursed. Rice is sipping his tea right now. Oh, leave him alone. Bring but, back I mean, Ed Reed. I, oh, I wish. And, you know, he got honored at Sunday's game, and he's now in the ring of honor. So congrats to you, Mr. Ed Reed. Well-deserved. He joins the company of Ray Lewis and Jonathan Ogden, also both Baltimore greats. Congrats to you, Mr. Reed. Thank you for the facts on that. <laughs> there, I just thought I'd a little knowledge. I, ring to end, uh, <laughs> I had to do hour. my little Ravens. Right, so my so little Matt Ravens Schwab uh, was uh, – saying that he's ready to go. And, um, I mean, he's been a quarterback in the league. He started for Houston, Texas from 2007 to 2013. But I still believe that the season's over. And um, uh, Yeah. He's pick, He's very pick-worthy. I mean, if he's in the game, there's going to be a pick. And then I just know. I mean, I just feel bad for my for my offense because they're going to have to become the defense every time he's in the game. But, Matt Schaub, if you can impress me and lead my Ravens to winning, I will, I will love you for life and so will Ravens Nation. But, I mean, Joe Flacco had the fifth longest streak in NFL for the current uh, quarterbacks right now I'm playing. And John Harbaugh, this is his first time without Joe Flacco as his quarterback during his reign. So it's huge for what Matt Schaub. paying Flacco anyway? Oh, my gosh. Too much. Flacco is balling. Exactly. Flacco is balling. Romo, too much After money. After he got us the Super Bowl, I mean, he got that nice little check. Yeah, so, that was years ago. Uh, 2012. Years Leave it ago. Alone. Three years Leave it ago. alone. <laughs> so, Matt Schaub, if you're listening, do this for Kelsey. Please, please <laughs> make me happy and make my Twitter fans happy because uh, I will be watching every move. Blocked. <laughs> That's so he awesome. might. <laughs> Speaking of awesome, let's talk about these Golden State Warriors. They fifteen and zero. I believe, James. I know you don't believe, 
But I really think they're going to catch up to them Chicago Bulls, man. They're one of the greatest teams ever. See, I'm not here to be a Debbie Downer, but I really don't <laughs> understand why you guys are comparing them. It's too early, guys. It's too early. It's never too early. That's what we do in sports, man. We compare teams. Let me tell you what we do in sports. We give facts. And let me give you this facts. Steve Kerr, the, the fact coach. The they 15 and 0. James the is coach, knowledge. Steve Kerr, like the coach, it. just spoke to ESPN's Ethan Strauss just the other day. And he said you can't compare it, these two teams because it's impossible right now because of the, the, the rules. And it's a different era. So let me give you an example. So if you overload on Michael Jordan's side, they're going to get called illegal defense. And now if you put your hands on Stephen Curry, it's going to be hand-checking. So, so you guys cannot compare these two, and I'm tired of you guys keeping on talking about it. So this. you're saying that was a it's better not era? It's not, it's not the time yet. So it's that was a better time. era back yeah. then? Of course it was a better era than the MJ. Okay, check me out. Look at how big, how fast, how strong the players are now. It, to me, it's way harder. And Granted you can't the touch them. Are, and you can't the players, touch them. I know, I get that beep, part. Beep, Foul. Come on. <laughs> Let the rest live, LeBron James. LeBron James, come on. So you want to see people get beat up. You want to see a fight. Let's go watch boxing. I want to watch basketball players use their athleticism, their speed, their strength, and score. I want to see an exciting game. I don't want to see Charles Oakley and Anthony Mace. Granted, the Knicks are my favorite team of all time, but I don't want to see that all game long. And what did that happen? What happened when when that happened? Fights. Yeah, fights. The malice at the palace palace is the reason we don't have that type of contact. Yo, man, get in the gym and get buff. I'm buff. Well, my one side is buff. I'm a little buff, too. <laughs> we, of course, we can't be as buff as James over here. James is like Hercules, Bagwell. the buff black Hercules. Bagwell. Over here, LeBron James body over here. Yo, Six foot that. seven, 292 pounds, all muscle. No steroids. One percent body fat. No steroids. So he says. No, I'm just I don't want to be in trouble. <laughs> but man, I definitely, I definitely, I see what you're saying as far as the rule changes, which is uh, which is understandable. Like right. we want to see an exciting game. You got to think it's a consumer's market. They got to sell the game. People don't want to see a slowed down game. That's why uh, Golden State and the Warriors are such a popular team. They're fast. They score a lot. They're exciting. They're exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, it's what you want to watch. And let's just bring it back into history, since James wants to spit facts. Okay. So the last time there was this good of a start in NBA history, you have to go back to the 1993 to 1994 Rockets. Okay. Who also started 15-0. And then going way back, probably before our parents were born, let's go back to the 1948-49 to 49 Capitals, who were also 15-0. and 0. So my it's happened before, but the Warriors will probably go 16-0. My grandfather was at that game, 1948. I don't believe you, James. You I want the ticket stub. <laughs> 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 All right, but I'm glad you brought up the Houston Rockets. Uh, Houston, we have had a problem. Oh, <laughs> we definitely Kevin McHale is the scapegoat. I just want to put that out there. It's not Kevin McHale's fault, but you can't fire all the players. Coach got to go first, of course, but it's. I think it's. I think it's James Harden. I think it's James Harden also. To keep it one thousand, oh, I really think. I don't think it's James Harden. I think it's Khloe Kardashian. That Kardashian <laughs> curse is real. That curse Let's is get a real. list. The K curse. You got Reggie Bush Uh-oh. fail. Okay. That's true. Lamar Odom fail. Complete fail. We got uh. Who was the other guy? Oh, Chris Humphries. Failed. Ray J's rap career. Ray J's rap career it failed. failed. And then look but, what they but, did. Uh, to but Kanye is surviving. Kanye look what they is did surviving. to Caitlyn Jenner, man. He used to be an Olympic athlete. Yeah, I'm not gonna now he's a girl. Guy. Come hey, on, you know, <laughs> LGBT come after you right now. I'm, I don't, say, I, I'm not saying it like that. What I'm saying is that like. Things change when they get involved. Yeah, yeah, and he Things changed. just ain't the same for gangsters. Look at James <laughs> Harden. He was in the MVP race last year. Now, check it out. Him and Steph Curry were hand-in-hand for the MVP race last year, correct? Okay. This year, Steph Curry can miss his next 99 three-pointers and still have a better shooting percentage than James Harden. But he's oh, still... Like, I, mean, I got 99 problems for the... Let me 
play devil's advocate for a <laughs> second now. Hold on a second. He gave the reporter. He did have 45 points like last week, though. Come on. James, James Harden is, you know, his name is James, so, you know. Oh, man. Womp. The only thing winning for James Harden right now is that he probably still has the best beard in the NBA. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to catch up. I'm trying to catch up. What do you think, Kelsey? Going. I'm trying to nah, catch up. you got a lot of work I guarantee you his beard has lice. That is so mean. Ray just mad because his hair don't grow like Jay-Z. But, man, I definitely, I don't know. I really feel like James Harden should take more brunt of this. And it also, not just to mention that, Dwight Howard is taking games off for rest. We are in November. What are you tired from, bruh? Like, why are you t- why are you resting on back-to-backs? You're not Kobe. You're not 45 years old. Like, you should not be resting on back-to-back games. Like, to me, that's kind of crazy. That's the one thing about when you spoke of errors earlier, right. the difference between the old NBA and the new NBA. That whole rest thing is really bothering me. Like, it's understandable with Tim Duncan. But when you're under 30, like Dwight Howard, and you're taking games off for rest, that bothers me as a fan. Because I play ball every day. But now I'm over 30, I play ball once a week. I got to rest <laughs> for five days. And I'll think about playing ball the next day if I get a massage. I mean, you know, he has five kids, so, you know, and five different baby mamas. So oh, maybe that's man. taking a toll on him. Still no shots fired. He should, that means he should get a rub down every night. Shots fired. Come see me. He should get rubbed down every night. He got five baby mamas. Oh, that's five yeah. paychecks. That's two toes per baby mama. That's all I'm saying. Every toe should get rubbed down. He has five baby mamas. <laughs> he should not need rest. That's Y'all my point. are making too much work for the baby mamas out there. Like Fantasia. He's too busy signing his little checks to give each one of them to even think about that. And they're too busy probably trying to get another baller. Yo, Dwight, sign them checks, please. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the L.A. Clippers, man. I'm going to be honest with you. This is, like, the most disappointing teams in the history of disappointing teams. You signed Lance Stevenson, okay. Paul Pierce, right. and John Smith. They're all coming off the bench. Well, correction, Lance Stevenson yep. starts now. But still, those like your, your first one through ten is pretty deep. That's two starting lineups. There's no reason you guys should be losing the way they are. I heard they had a players-only meeting the other day. Apparently, Josh Smith cursed out one of the coaches after Sunday's loss. There's a lot of turmoil. Do you think it's uh, Doc Rivers' fault? He, should he be the one to go? Because you saw with Kevin McHale in uh, Houston, I mean, the coach went first. It's too early. It's too early for to let that guy go because uh, he's been – a perennial coach, you know, in the league, and he's won a championship. Kevin McHale didn't win anything. So I'm going to say it's it's early now, guys. Like, let them go through this. I mean, I think Chris Paul could come together and make things happen for this team. And I still feel like they're a good team. And then You still think it's a championship roster? I believe they still can make, make it out. I mean, they lost these games barely. I did it to themselves. They were beating the Golden State But that's been that a game. trend over the whole time Doc Riz has been the coach, though. You got to think, last <laughs> year true. they blew it to go to State. That's like, true. they've been doing this for a while now. I, like ju- I just don't think you just dismantle the team just right away. You know, I would wait till the end of the season to see what's going on. I have one thing to say on this. Uh, Paul, you should have stayed in Washington because you might have been in the playoffs. That's all I'm going to say. You should have stayed Where here with the Wizards. That's all stuff. I have to say. The Wizards are going to be out in the second round. Leave so the Wizards man. alone. If Paul uh, stayed, John they Wall, probably would have went man. further. You're you good, man, but come on, let's get serious. I can either confirm or deny <laughs> what Kelsey was drinking before she walked oh in here. Oh my gosh, stop it. Because clearly. There's something in this liquor. Maybe it's a fine. dirty Sprite, I don't know. It's fine. Wizards, whiz kids, love you. But I definitely think it's Doc Rivers, man. Because um, you can't trade anybody. All the contracts are relatively large. Okay. You've you brought in every player that you want. It's your system. You've had full control Including for almost, his what, son. Four, <laughs> almost four years now. Like, it's got to fall on him. Not only is he the uh, coach, but he's also the director of player operations, the GM. You got a point. So he has all player control. Yeah, you definitely got a point. Who are you going to blame it on? <laughs> James has no answer. It's camaraderie right now, man. That's what it is. 
And speaking of camaraderie, let's talk about the college basketball right now. At the AP polls just came out the other day, and we got Kentucky back at number one spot, taking it over from the former ranking number one team, North Carolina Tar Heels, who dropped to number nine this week as uh, unranked Northern Iowa pulled out that upset. And you got uh, Kelsey's uh, number two team. My Terps, yeah, Terp yeah, Nation. Yeah, Terps, yeah, at number two. You got uh, Michigan State at number three. You got Iowa State at number four. Uh, Kansas drops to number five. Duke stays at number at number six, uh, you have Oklahoma at number seven. You have Villanova, who stays in the top ten, I don't know how, at number eight. They need to play better teams. And you have, uh, this, to lock out the top ten, you have Gonzaga at number ten. And, of course, you, ha- you have the Tar Heels at number nine. I'm still impressed over this big Georgetown-Maryland game. And I'm sure, like everybody else in the world, still talking about it. I mean, what do you guys think about the top teams? And that includes my Terps. Um, and the other ones in the top ten poll, what do you all think? Are they the real deal? And can they take us to March Madness and pull it out? Hey, listen, it's all about the bluegrass state, baby. Oh, Kentucky man. will always be that James team to beat. James hasn't even been to Kentucky, guys. I've been to Kentucky. <laughs> I like I like Kyle Parry. <laughs> That's my guy. So you think Kentucky's going to win it all? I mean, they're going to be one of the elite teams. They're going to the Final Four. I, I could tell you without a doubt they're going to the What's Final Four. What's your other three you have in the Final Four? Oh, that's a good that's a good question. Put him on the uh, spot. I put him on the spot, say, y'all. Oh, Is he for I'm real? I'm going to say Michigan State. No pressure. Michigan State. All right. I got a late bloomer in there because of Ben Simmons, LSU. Okay. And uh, I guess I'll put your Terps in there for now. Thank you. So you had to put Maryland in there. But don't don't ever count out Duke, though. Don't ever count out Duke because Duke Coach did K, have an impressive win over Georgetown in the 2K Classic. Georgetown. On a Sunday. I know we go to Georgetown, but Georgetown is a pretty weak team. They haven't been in the NCAA tournament in how long? Uh-oh. Coach okay. Thompson, challenge. Coach Thompson, come see me. You <laughs> and Dwight. I got to see for you and Dwight Howard. <laughs> Three's a crowd radio does not support the claims made by James Hippolyte. <laughs> we don't. Do not associate us to Georgetown. <laughs> you can revoke his student card. We don't mind. But, um, I mean, I don't know. I think people are counting out Georgetown, but I think it's still early in the season. They play uh, Bryant University this Sunday. Oh I mean, my this God. Saturday. Bryant University. Anybody know Bryant University? But let's, if they win, it can still help them, and I feel like build up their confidence. They just became a D1 school. Oh, James is just hurt, hating on him. I'm sorry, Georgetown. It's all about the facts, guys. It's all about the facts. And speaking of uh, Georgetown, what do we think about some of their NBA-bound players or just any NBA-bound players in general? I'm going to get kicked out of school. I'm not going to talk about Georgetown. I'll take it up to Ray. Go ahead, Ray. Uh-oh. No comment. Oh, man. <laughs> NBA. Did she just say NBA? Ooh. Ouch, James. Just just yeah. hurtful today. Hey, hey, I'm just calling just it hurtful how it is. today. Calling the shots. All right. We're going to note down your top four uh, teams for March Madness. And come March, I will remember them. And if you are wrong, I will not stop letting up on you. So just remember that, James. March so. Madness future. Let's go. <laughs> I swear James is speaking like his person in this last semester. He's been dogging them for the last five minutes. Oh, you can tell he's clearly about they to about graduate to take his and be degree. gone. They're not going to give it to him. I'm out of here. Well, we out of here, too, and that's going to be the end of our episode this week. Thank you for tuning in to Threes of Crowd Radio. I'm your floor general, Ray Jones. James Hipperlite, the big man. And, of course, Kelsey, K&N, Nelson. Let's get it. This might be James's last episode because they're not going to let him back on campus. The Basketball team's crazy. coming for you, James. My goons, come, come holler. <laughs> my goons got goons. By the time they get from New York, it's going to be over. <laughs> Thank you all for checking us out. Make sure you all check us out on iTunes now. We are official. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud. And if you already listened to this, you probably already know, but I feel like I had to say it because, Mama, we made it. Mama made it. I feel like we made it. Mama, we made it. And like us on Facebook. Don't forget. We also have our own page, Three's a Crowd Sportscast. Check us out on all of our social media platforms. Yes. Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. Everything. We respond. 
at the real K Nelson. Don't forget. And y'all know me. I'm just the other Ray J. He is definitely the other Ray he J. He really is, Ray J. Don't worry at about it. At Hippington, holla. Haters <laughs> going to hate. Players going to play. Hey, hey, hey. That's hey, just hey. what they do. And ladies will always be classy. R.I.P. to the competition.